So I have a really good joke this week. You said that last week. I say that every week. Um, That's true. <laughs> Got to keep my self-confidence levels high. Um, uh, so this one's really fitting for like the fact that we are pretty much in winter now because I know the end of December is technically winter, but like December 1st is pretty much winter. Like, I think we can agree on that. Yep. Sure. So what did the snow say to the road? Ice to meet you. (laughs) Oh shoot. That's good. That's not what my joke is, but that's good. Sorry. Sorry. I like Uh, that better. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't even heard it yet. Okay. Um. Well, the snow said to the road, "We've got to, you know, stick together." Ah. (laughs) All right. Well, hi everyone. I'm Bree. And I'm Paul. And this is Signal Twenty Five. We're back, and we're not singing this episode. We're not going to sing this episode. That was really good last week, though. Oh, thank you. Yes. I like the start of my singing career. The start of your singing career. It's it's going to launch just straight from our podcast. Oh, I know. I know. The world's first podcast launched singer. Yeah, I don't think that's happened yet. I don't think so. We're gonna start showing up as a band on YouTube, and uh, and not just YouTube, <laughs> but like on um Spotify, we're gonna show up as a band instead of us. What are you gonna contribute? Moral support. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure it out. We have time. We got we got plenty of time. We're still young. We're we're still young. We're still. At not enough listeners to be discovered for musical talent, so. And certainly not for musical editing, so. Instead, I will edit this podcast. Perfect. Which we should get back to. Okay, yeah, so, news this week. We don't have a lot. Um, It's been a kind of quiet week. We searched for quite a while trying to find some stuff, and. Yeah, we got. Kind of a lot. Which is good, nothing. because we have a riveting conversation to have today. We do. The first piece of news, and really the only one that's actually, like, news about the parks, is um, they're bringing fireworks back at Magic Kingdom. Um, I'm confused by this, because it, like, the point of getting rid of fireworks was to not draw crowds, yet they're going to do a fireworks show every 15 minutes in the evenings. Well, I mean, that will disperse crowds. Like, I don't think anyone's really going to stand around and watch the fireworks show. I feel like you underestimate the people who go to Disney. Oh, that is true. <laughs> Especially Disney in Florida. Right. But they're doing low-level, like, ground fireworks. So essentially, like, the fireworks that they do after stage shows. It's basically more just kind of pyrotechnics than what we think of as fireworks. Yeah. Which, imagine the first night. I think tonight, what, the tonight that we're recording it, it's Tuesday the 1st. I think that... This was the first night of it. But imagine not like seeing that announced anywhere and just walking through the park at like in the evening and all of a sudden just explosions <laughs> start happening. It's like the stage show at Hollywood Studios. hundred oh, percent. Where the the Star Wars it was like every hour and then like there's twice in the Star Wars stage show. Right. Where the fireworks would go off and everyone would jump. And as a cast member it was great knowing when it was gonna be there and just watching everyone jump. <laughs> Yeah, but this is every 15 minutes. That's pretty frequent. Like, those poor cast members. If you work in Magic Kingdom, rip. Because, like, I wouldn't want to hear that every 15 minutes. They must just be, like, blowing off all the fireworks that they bought that they didn't get to launch. Oh, totally. All the stage show fireworks. Yeah. You know, Disney is the second highest purchaser of gunpowder in the world behind the U.S. military. Oh, that's embarrassing on so many different levels. (laughs) 
Um, I was going to say, I wonder what happened to all the fireworks for, like, the nighttime shows. Like, Happily Ever After has so many fireworks in it. Like, where are they? It's not like you buy those, like, the day before. You buy those way ahead of time. Yeah, you have them, like, set and prepared. I wonder, though, if they only buy them for, like, months at a time. So maybe they could... I don't know how long fireworks are good for. Like, obviously, I've had fireworks sit in my garage for a whole year and then use them the next year. So, like... Yeah, but those aren't, like, high precision. Those are, like, sparklers or whatever. (laughs) These are... Well, whatever they are, they're not a high precision giant... No, that's not why I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I'm a horrible, sick human being. (laughs) Just imagine, like, the vaccines come out, COVID's gone, we're back to normal Disney park operations, and it's just the first fireworks show post all of this, (laughs) and it just goes horribly awry. Like blows up the castle. The fireworks or are like stale. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was laughing because in my head I just see like fantasy land on fire. <laughs> it's a small world. Has caught on fire before from fireworks, but we can talk about that on another episode. That's that's fun. We should talk about that. We should. Um, Actually, yeah, that's another good thing that may come up. This is something might light on fire. We get to talk about it on our fire-based Disney podcast. A lot of I, I predict a lot of fires to come because of things that haven't been let off in a year by by the point it becomes okay next year. Probably, yeah. Holy crap! I would like to propose that we call this year the year without a Disneyland, like the year without a Santa Claus, but <laughs> go with Disneyland because it's gonna be it's it's almost certainly gonna be twenty or. It's almost certainly going to be 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the state of California is going, it went, well, Los Angeles County and Orange County went back into lockdown this week. Um, same, well, it's the same as what we have up here in Washington, like no gatherings, no indoor dining, all that. Um, and they are predicting that they're going to go into a new stay at home order statewide starting in December. Like, well, it is December, but late December. Um, most states on the West Coast are all going to go back into stay at home orders in late december so yeah they're predicting that disneyland won't reopen until spring like late spring like uh, pending vaccinations well and that's hoping that vaccinations actually cause case numbers to go down i don't want to talk about that reality that they don't (laughs) that's not a reality that exists in my head um it is amazing how we've all become expert epidemiologists in the last year not what i thought i would spend my 2020 doing but no but i know a lot more about disease now and exponential growth all sorts of things something i will touch on uh i forgot to put in our news that i just remembered um was that it was discussions were had because airlines came out this last week um with the idea of a vaccination passport so you don't get on an airplane without showing proof of vaccination once the covid vaccine's widespread But there has been talks that I've seen a few places about theme parks also doing the same. Mind you, I saw this at Universal from a Universal site. So it was um, I think it was Universal Japan was talking about doing it that way. And which would lead me to believe that American theme parks would also do the same thing is require a proof of vaccination to be able to even buy a ticket and come in. I could definitely see something like that being implemented The concern that I have, especially with the fact that Universal Japan is talking about it, that kind of thing is a lot more, not necessarily accepted in Japan, but that's kind of more the norm in Japan. Totally. um, Is more the like everyone benefits kind of community mindset, whereas 
in America, it's a lot more self-centered for lack of a better term. Um, and just kind of me, me, me focused. And, and so I, I do worry about, you know, people saying, oh, individual liberty kind of thing and, and just rejecting that. I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And in fact, I think that that system should go a little bit further and kind of have a build out for other things and have mm-hmm. it. I have a lot of ideas for ways to do that technologically and they're plenty of benefits to that um but i won't get into that yeah here and now totally <laughs> i'm just saying that's that, not like, the point if airlines do it i could see theme parks doing it just because they rely on each other so heavily if american airlines not the company american yeah. airlines but <laughs> but airlines in america if they all do that i would be floored if Disneyland, at the very least, didn't do it. Disney World, because there are so many people who fly, you're effectively already having it done for you for, I don't know, what, 70% of people? Oh, yeah, totally. Who knows? 2021 is going to be a wild ride. It's like you think 2020 was wild. 2021 is going to be a whole nother level of crazy. Well, and we have the 50th anniversary. Yeah, and that's going to be so hard because it's going to be barely recovered, if recovered at all by then. COVID-wise, we might maybe start to be on the road to recovery, but I, financially, I think we'll still be almost certainly, right, still hurting. So I, I Disney anniversaries, Bria, as you know, yeah, a big are deal. not one day. They're not even really just one year. It's usually like a year and a half. Oh, it's a year and a half, most definitely. Normally, under normal circumstances, 2021, you know, we would be talking about there's a month left until the start of the 50th anniversary celebrations. I suspect those plans have been pushed back. This is completely a guess. Yeah, because they haven't talked about it. Right. They haven't really said anything about it. I would be very surprised if they didn't basically start on the actual 50th anniversary in October and go for another year, year and a half after that. And that's probably their best recovery move because, I mean, if you look at back on the COVID analytics, because we're master (laughs) epidemiologists now, um, they're expecting states to start hitting no new cases by October, November, if the vaccine gets distributed at the rate and effective ability level that they think it's going to be. So they expect to start seeing some states with no new cases by October, November. So that means it's going to be like, you know, obviously an uphill climb but if that's the point in which things are starting to return to normal like a new normal obviously but if that's that point like <laughs> they are gonna have to just bank on the anniversary and the fa- and you know hope that people are wanting to travel and hope that you know people aren't still afraid of a almost two years of being at home you know it's like I think there is a a desire. I know you and I have discussed there is a (laughs) desire to travel like we want to go places. I have a brand new suitcase that I got for Christmas last year sitting under my dresser unused. (laughs) Ooh, did not think that that would be as poor of a Christmas gift as it was, huh? No, it was the top of my Christmas list. It was the one thing because I had so many trip plans this year that I was like, it'll be perfect. A new suitcase. Best thing I could ask for. A joke. (laughs) Oh, 2020. (laughs) Oh, 2020. Speaking of pandemic news. 2020. Yeah. (laughs) Why are we even laughing about this? It's just sad. Um, because sometimes I laugh when I can't process my emotions and I don't want to cry anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point, actually. 
anyway, Disney's uh, said they're going to lay off. Is it layoff or is it uh, the other one? Furlough. Layoff. 4,000 cast members. It is layoff. Yeah. Um, yeah, 4,000 more. And the crappy thing about this is DeSantis came out and had the audacity today to be like, well, don't worry. It's just California. So it doesn't matter anyway. And it's definitely not just California. Welcome to the podcast where we hate Rick DeSantis. At least I hate Rick DeSantis. Yeah, so I do not follow Florida politics at all. Other than <laughs> Rick DeSantis is an idiot. He's and a, he's a walking brick. Whoever the last governor, whatever his oh. name is, he's just like a senator now. Rick Scott is that his name? Wait, is his name even Rick DeSantis, or is it? Am I thinking of? Am I combining the two governors? <laughs> governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis and Rick Scott. Rick Scott, right? That's his name? I, f- I feel that feels right. Rick Scott. Great. Yep. They're literal potatoes of humans. Oh, I don't know anything about him. All I know is that when I was uh, doing the great movie ride, he was on my vehicle. <laughs> Rick Scott? Yeah. Yay! So I've sat, I sat right next to him. But the best part was I had no idea because I don't follow Florida politics. He looks like an average potato a of a white dude man. in a baseball hat. Yeah. And then people told me afterwards, hey, did you know that you had the governor of Florida on your vehicle? And I was like, nope. I would have crashed the vehicle. Anyway. um, It's not how that works, but. Yeah. No, so that sucks. Um, Obviously, it's sad. At this point, I just sit here and I go, oh, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. It just, it just sucks. It sucks. It all sucks. There's nothing about any of this situation that does not suck. And I mean, it's not like Disney gets any sick pleasure out of this. Like, no. It sucks for everyone involved. The You know, the yes people are like, oh, we have to make our numbers and whatever. But even for them, like, they do realize, right? Yeah. That they're affecting human beings' lives. And that, I'd imagine, can take a toll. No, yeah. And it's like a lose-lose. Because, like, obviously they don't want to get rid of cast members. Like, that's not the goal of a company. Especially a company like Disney that, while they have their flaws, and I'm not trying to put them on a pedestal because they don't deserve to be on a pedestal, but, like, they do value the individual employee a lot more than a lot of big corporations do. And so I can't imagine that it's easy for them to make those decisions because, like, no one wants to make people unemployed in a pandemic. Like, that's not the point. Well, and if nothing else, when eventually you need those people back, you now have to retrain someone, which is slow and costly and... Awful. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it just is a terrible situation. But we don't uh, need to remind you that this is a terrible situation. Unless you're finding our podcast in not 2020, in which case, hello, welcome back to 2020. (laughs) We're sorry. Aren't you so glad you're not here anymore? (laughs) You made it. Congratulations. Man, please. This is going to sound really stupid if 2021 or 2022 or whatever somehow gets worse. I need you to go find wood and knock on it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Just 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 add that a little bit cuz in other sad news though uh Marvel updated so on Disney Plus they have, oh cat's back. <laughs> she is. Hi. She is the Black Panther. She is the she Black Panther. She heard that we were about to talk about her. She just knew. Anyways. <laughs> um anyway, Disney uh Plus has updated the intro, the Marvel Studios intro for Black Panther. Uh, normally it features like a flipping comic book looking thing through 
various scenes and uh, concept art of various Marvel films. Uh, they've updated it to, for Black Panther, be a bunch of shots of Chadwick Boseman, both onset, offset, for his birthday, which was on, I believe, Saturday. Wait, really? Really sad. Yeah. I didn't think I had any more, like, tear liquid left in me, but God. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So Epcot, the actual love of my life, was supposed to get the makeover of her dreams this year. And did she? No, because COVID. Um, but now they're starting to, like, pull the plans from the, like, press conferences and press releases. So, like, originally there was supposed to be a Mary Poppins ride, and that's not there anymore. Yeah, that that, I think, was the first thing to go. <laughs> There was so little said about that that I'm not sure that there really was a solid plan about what it was. I think they were just like, let's do Mary Poppins something. I imagine that they probably would have done something like Peter Pan's Flight for it, like a dark ride with scenes. and. My understanding was it was either going to be a meet and greet or like a carousel. That's... It was not going to be huge, but... That's disappointing. Well, there's not a lot of space back there. I mean, you're right. But also... I'm not saying it's not disappointing, it just... I was going to say, either give Mary the respect she deserves, or don't do it at all. Well, I think they chose the latter. Yeah. They've also removed the play pavilion from the plans, which I think is a real bummer. I think the play pavilion is super interesting and exciting and could be something really cool, but instead it is going to not be that. But maybe it will be in the future? Kind of unknown. I feel like it'll be in the future. I feel like that... For like that, and then obviously the Spaceship Earth refurb, it's kind of just on pause for right now. Oh man, I forgot about the Spaceship Earth refurb. Yeah, remember how that was supposed to close in March? Yeah, that's right. And never Well, did. it did close in March. It did, but then they reopened it, and they're like, okay, no, we're going to close it again. And then it's just it just hasn't closed again. Which, like, come on, Disney. Like, you could have started that and got ten times the amount of work done during COVID. Like, come on. I mean, the problem there was they couldn't have construction workers in there safely. Otherwise, I think there would be a lot of projects that would be effectively done. Yeah. (laughs) Right? right. Uh, I mean, Avengers Campus, as far as I understand, is basically done in Disneyland. Yeah, that was close to being done when I was there last year. That Well, it was supposed to open in May. So, I mean, it it was basically already done when everything closed down. And so now they've had more time and they've been able to effectively finish it. And in fact, you can buy... Uh, some of the merch from it. I don't know if you can buy it online, but you can definitely buy it in downtown Disney, which is still open for the time being. I'm sure by the time we upload this podcast, that will probably not be true anymore, but it's currently (laughs) true. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I, I'm hoping to see good Disney things in the next year. Um, from obviously December to December, meaning the next year, not like, yeah, in 30 days, I don't expect to see anything. exciting. I expect a new park. (laughs) So technically, I think Ratatouille is completely done right now. It is. Remy's Ratatouille adventure is basically turnkey at the moment. They're just holding it back for something. COVID to be over. I don't think they're going to wait for COVID to be over, though. I I think they'll wait for it to start going down again. But effectively, they... I'm just trying to think of, like, their strategy here. Right. Because they haven't said a lot about it. Like, they keep posting behind the scenes and... All that. So I think I, I think you want to use that as your big locals draw. 
the thing to draw in locals because right now and for the foreseeable future the next few months you're really not going to get anyone other than locals which means you have to have new and exciting stuff to entice the locals to come you can't really have fireworks so harmonious even if it's ready which i don't think it is no is out 50th anniversary fireworks same thing plus 50th anniversary celebrations are probably not going to start in january no not necessarily for sure but but let's be best, real probably best guess yeah like they might drop merch but guardians of the galaxy i don't think is close to being done no but that wasn't set to be even open until end of 2021 anyway so i feel like they're probably still that seems like it may slip to 22 probably the rest of the stuff in epcot i just i don't know like moana's thing yeah, that may happen only because it looks pretty easy to build, but that's not going to entice locals. That's not an exciting... Yeah, and I mean, obviously, like, Rise of the Resistance is still really new, but, like, it's getting old for locals, because, like... Tron will open at some point, but that is also seeming like 22. Yeah, Tron slipped pretty far behind during... Um, I it looks remember... really cool, though. Yeah. I mean, it it... Lo- and I've seen the one in Shanghai. But it looks really cool. I don't even, like, I'm not even into Tron, and I'm excited about Tron. I, yeah, Tron is whatever for me. The, the only good thing about Tron is its aesthetic, which is fantastic, and the roller coaster fits it amazingly. It's aesthetic? Yeah. With the, like, the dark, with the, like, bright neon lines as outlines of things. You think that's I think a it looks fun super aesthetic? Cool. I don't think it's fun. I just think oh. it looks really cool. <laughs> I was just like... Did I say fun? That's how I interpreted it. Oh, okay. No, fun is not the word I would use. Oh. It looks awesome. And that's, if you're going to try to do Tomorrowland with like a modern future, which I think they should do like a retro futurism, like what we thought the future would look like in the 1960s. But if they're going to go with like the modern futuristic look, I think that's the look that they should go for. No, totally. And in a way, there's like still sticking to the futurism idea of what we thought the future would look like because that's what tron is essentially that's what the original tron was but yeah i think the newer ones are are still pretty modern mm, i haven't or, sorry the newer one i, I was like i haven't one. seen the newer one um i've seen parts of the older one though they're making another one with uh jared leto i don't know how i feel about that i have a lot of mixed feelings on jared leto he was not that great as the joker but then again no one in Suicide Squad was that great because it's just not that good of a movie. Anyway. Anyway. So this week we are going to get into the argument of fast passes. But before we get into our debates and fight each other on our sides on should they or shouldn't they, uh, let's just do a quick rundown of the fast pass. Um, so the fast pass was originally for only Space Mountain. Fun fact, like that is the ride it launched on. And that was on July 1st of 1999. So when they were trialing this system, they trialed it throughout, I think, the entirety of Animal Kingdom, maybe just a few select attractions. And uh, basically, they give people a little booklet and cast members would then write down, you know, what time it is now, plus the wait time. And you'd come back at that time and then they'd run you through the back door. Interesting. Yeah. Which is how the disabled pass works on older attractions still. So Mm -hmm. funny. Yeah, the DAS, which if you have a disability or know someone with a disability for whom that would be useful, it is great. It is. It's so cool. Super helpful. It's almost certainly abused, unfortunately, still. Yes. um, (laughs) By 
people who don't really have disabilities, but for people who have actual legitimate disabilities, it doesn't solve the problem, especially if your problem is being in large crowds or standing in line for up to about 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. It does not solve that problem. But if those are not deal breakers for you, absolutely look into, uh, cast members call it DAS, it's D-A-S, I don't remember what it stands for, Disability Access Service or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I will say the one funny thing to me is when I worked, I worked at Living with the Land, and when I worked at Living with the Land, people would try to abuse it for Living with the Land. I'm like, is your life so shallow that you need to try to get, like, immediate access to Living with the Land when the wait time is only 11 minutes? Like... Really? <laughs> but That's pretty terrible. Wow. Isn't it? It's yeah, it would happen all the time too. Like that, that it wasn't even like a once in a while thing. It was like a daily occurrence of people trying to abuse their DAS pass. Wow. For living with the land. Anyway, you and I can agree DAS is great. Yes. Fast pass, we disagree on somewhat. Uh, but in particular, so I don't have as much of a problem with the classic FastPass system as I do with FastPass Plus, which is the system employed at Walt Disney World that was introduced with uh, Magic Bands and something else that I'm forgetting. The My Disney Experience app, right? The My Disney Experience app. Yep, that is what I was thinking of. <laughs> FastPass Plus, effectively, every attraction has it. Yes. Other than most meet and greets don't have it. Some of them do. Yeah, there are some meet and greets that have it. Uh, I think they're all in Magic Kingdom or just most of them? Uh, some of them because Animal Kingdom has them. And Epcot. No, they all have them. Most of the big meet and greets have them. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> the sta- like the stationary ones. Like if the characters meet there all the time, then they have a fast pass. Yeah. So what spurred this conversation uh, is that fast pass was basically turned off when the parks reopened in July. Yeah. And they have not been turned back on since. And that's all I have. I don't know why I ended the sentence like that. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get to, like, actually arguing about Fast Pass. Because it's it's going to be a heated fire argument. It is a heated discussion. (laughs) Uh, I'd first like to remind you that this episode is brought to you by The Year Without a Disneyland. The Year Without a Disneyland. That's what I think we should call this year. That's all I got. I got nothing. I think that is what we should call this year. Um, it encaptures the depressing nature of everything being ruined in 2020. Um, also, this episode is brought to you by Magic Bands. Because although we disagree on the FastPass system, we can agree that Magic Bands are super fun. And I'm so sad that they're going away, kind of. that You don't get them for free anymore, but also I understand why. I get it, but also, like, I'm so cheap. I won't buy Magic Bands. and like. But the it's best... okay, because you already have, like, a dozen of them. I have three. I, I would always opt out of the free one from the resorts. What's wrong with you? I had I had a, fa- a magic band. So this doesn't even affect you then? Well, now it does, now that I don't live there. But you can still use the old ones. But I like new things. <laughs> I'm a spoiled person, Paul. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So, Paul, I'm going to let you go first because I feel like you are much more passionate about this topic than I am. Okay. Not much more passionate than I am, but I feel like you're angrier than I am at Fast Pass. So I'll let you go first. I'm going to cut in where I feel necessary, and let's go from there. All right. So I am taking the position, just so everyone is clear, I I do not want to hide my feelings. (laughs) I don't know how I would manage to do that, because I feel very strongly that Fast Pass is bad and should be abolished. Not necessarily abolished, but definitely reworked. 
Wow, I feel like that's a theme of 2020 also, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the but the reason that I do not like the current FastPass system, number one, it slows down the line because the standby queue is just that. It is a standby queue, meaning it is you are standing by to fill in when there's empty space, when the FastPass queue is empty or there's not that many people in it. What that means in practice is if you are standing in line, you are standing still for significant periods of time while FastPass people continue to roll through. Now, if you have FastPass, and especially if you know how the FastPass system works, you can totally abuse that and just roll right through lines. And that feels great. But if you are standing in any line watching FastPass people go by, that is a really crappy feeling. And I had many people come up to me as a cast member, and I definitely heard lots of people as a guest saying, why do those people keep getting to go? Like, yeah, they have FastPass, but we should still get to go. No, totally. It's a, it's a, it's a broken ratio for sure. What were the what were your guys' ratios? So you were at Living with the Land. So our ratios, it depended on how busy we were, but it got up to up to basically I think sixty at least sixty people from the fast pass line to one person from the standby queue. Yeah, ours was a ten one ratio, no matter what level of um, busyness. So, but you would just increase it. So, like if it was a kind of slow day, but we did it kind of more or less by party size because of the way living with the land, like way you re- like load the boats, it just makes more sense. So it would be like ten parties to one party if you needed to start going fast. Um, if it was slow enough, it would just be alternating. So like one to one. So like one fast pass, one regular. Um, on really, really, really busy days, and now this only happened the holiday weekends that I worked, um, when Soren was at like a 120 minute wait and everyone went over to Living with the Land and we'd get super backed up, uh, then we would do 20 to 1. So it would be 20 fast pass parties to one regular. But at that point, our fast pass line was so small that it essentially you just fill two boats with fast pass and then you could move the regular line. So I think we were like, I was benefited by that because, like, I'm not good at telling people no. I don't enjoy being yelled at. So I that was easy to just fill boats and go. But I couldn't even imagine, like, the rides, like, Rock and Roller Coaster, where it's, like, single line of people. Yeah, and that's another thing, too, is it's extra hard on the employees because those numbers feel really unfair. Yeah. And whether or not they are fair isn't the point because, especially when you're on vacation, what feels fair is way more important than what is actually fair yeah because everyone let's be honest if you're a disney guest you are you feel entitled which in some ways is kind of some kind of perverse ways is kind of like the fantasy that disney (laughs) disney provides oh yeah like you're the most important person on this planet like right i mean you're the princess right you're the star you're whatever okay well I mean, like, you don't have me convinced so far. So, like, what else you got? No. No. I don't like that. Oh, jeez. I've got rebuttals for everything. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) Uh, In particular about FastPass Plus, it is far too difficult to get FastPasses if you are not actively planning 60 days out or whatever the threshold is at the time. Or if you don't know the system well enough to abuse it. Exactly. You either... Either or both, you have to know the system and how to abuse it or have way earlier access. And sometimes for things like Seven Dwarves, you have to have both. 
Mm-hmm. There are usually some fast passes that become available day of, but those are also super hard to get. You have to be on it. Like that is like refreshing the app every five minutes. And that makes it really difficult to be flexible. It makes it really difficult to prepare for what you're going to do, which is exactly the opposite of FastPass Plus. Like the idea is, oh, you can totally plan out your whole vacation. You can book dining in advance. You can book your fast passes in advance. You can make character greeting bookings in advance if they're fast passes. Mm-hmm. But The actual effect is the opposite, where unless you are super, super, totally ready, totally detailed, you do not have the ability to know what you're going to do. You're basically at the mercy and the whims of whatever the FastPass system throws at you that day. Which sucks. (laughs) That was not a good rebuttal. Oh, I'm writing them down. I'll I'll come back. Oh, we're doing a... Lincoln-Douglas debate? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My next big problem is a lot of rides go ahead you can oh i would just like to interject with are we specifically in this moment talking about fast pass plus or are we talking about fast pass systems in general like i.e max pass in disneyland or is this just beef with fast pass plus my biggest beef is with fast pass plus i do have some problems with fast pass in general but i think most of the fast pass problems that i have and part of this is just having worked with the fast pass plus system most of the problems that I have are specific to FastPass Plus. And in fact, I'll get to later, I really like other FastPass systems. Okay, cool. I just want to make it clear. Like, are we like trashing all of it or just or just Disney World's version? I mean, I, I do think that lines would be shorter if we got rid of all FastPass systems. We'll get to that in a minute. But... We'll get there. I, I'm just saying, mathematically, that is true. However, that's not my point. Okay. That's not really what I'm arguing because it does feel good. And anyway, my next point, though, is I said some rides. I really mean a lot of rides don't need it. They don't need FastPass. And the problem with FastPass Plus is it tries to do absolutely every ride. The flying carpets of Aladdin do not need FastPass Plus. Triceratops Spin, whatever it's called, in Dino Land does not need FastPass Plus. Also, it might be closed. I don't remember. <laughs> it. I don't think it is. I wrote it last October and it was still open. So. Oh, I'm thinking of Primeval World. The best ride at Disney World that they robbed from me? Yes. Does not need FastPass Plus. No, also did not. You're right. However, that's my third most FastPass ride at, at Animal Kingdom. But that's neither here nor there. That's just because you can always get one. And it's a treasure. <laughs> Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Great show. I love it a lot. It's... I think my favorite show in all of Walt Disney World does not need FastPass Plus. I've never understood FastPass for shows. The only one I understand it for is fireworks. But even then, I don't agree with their viewing area. Like, to me, it's not the best viewing area. Yeah, it's not the best. It's just usually, like, acceptable, especially for how late you get there. Okay, fair. That that I will agree with you on. Out of all of the points you've made so far, I will completely agree that not everything needs it. It should be for big ticket items and big ticket items only. And I understand why they did it the way that they did, but it's still stupid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Just because it makes sense doesn't mean it's good. True. I need to put a put that on a, a poster somewhere. With a cat on it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so my last major point, I have plenty of other points that I will bring up. They'll as probably come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is I, I think Disney has actually already invented the perfect fast pass system oh and i think it's a disneyland 
I agree. Enlighten me. I think Max Pass is amazing. I do too. I think Max Pass provides exactly the level of accessibility that FastPass Plus was trying to provide while still allowing you to be flexible day of and not making you go to the ride and then come back later like the old FastPass system did. The one issue I have is that MaxPass is an upcharge. However, in some ways that's a benefit. So uh, the reason it's a benefit, of course, is that you're limiting the amount of people who can get MaxPasses as opposed to FastPasses. So just to be clear, MaxPass takes the Disneyland FastPass system, which instead of being able to book in advance, you book at a given time and uh, basically for each ride that has it, there is a certain number of of fast passes allotted every day and as people continue to get them the time moves up uh, and then you return it between whatever the two times are and come back with the traditional fast pass system you would go to the attraction and get like a paper return time with max pass you pay it used to be 15 bucks i don't remember what it is now 20 still worth it oh yeah Um, totally even per person per day i think it's still worth it um and you can do exactly the same thing except you can just do it on your phone yes that's all i got okay um i just didn't want to like get into it if you were gonna so i'm i'll get i guess i'll work backwards i'll start at max Max pass since we were just there my cat is joining us oh hello hello kitten she's content she says she's cold and wants to go to bed Ah. i know okay can i can i get back to this okay Okay. Um, so max pass. Um, I love it. And to touch on the price and the like idea of it, first of all, that covers all your photos also. So you were getting the benefit of quote unquote photo pass and fast pass, which is mind blowing to me. I, the price of photo pass is so much higher than that in Walt Disney World. Oh, God, yeah. It's like 430 bucks. It's ridiculous. In Florida, it's, yeah, it's like 400 bucks for, is that even, is that your whole trip? Maybe? That's 30 days. Okay, still. That's like, absurd. Like, who's there for 30 days? Like, you that's don't absurd. need to pay yeah. for that. No. If a, a full day is over $100. Yeah. Max Pass includes photos. Actually, I don't know if it does anymore, but. It does. Well, at least last fall when I went, it did. And I don't think it's changed since then. So, yeah, it was that's like not even. Bucks. I mean, that's not even the reason to do it, though. Like, that's a nice perk, but it's it's not the reason you would do it. No, and the way I look at the upcharge also is I'm paying for convenience. If I don't want to pay for Max Pass, then I'm paying to wait in line, which is fine. I have no quarries with waiting in line at Disneyland. And to be clear, you can still go get a f- paper fast pass even yeah. without having a max pass. You still can, which I think is a great system. I'd like to point out, though, one other quick issue with fast pass. So many people think you have to pay to get it. I had so many people come up and ask me, like, how do I get this fat? Where do I pay for this fast pass thing? I'm like, no, you don't. You just do. It's just on your phone that is or over at the kiosk. Such a common guest question. It's right up there with where is Toy Story and where's the bathroom. Yep. Have you ever looked at a Hollywood Studios map, by the way? Because it is impossible to navigate your way to Toy Story, the old entrance to Toy Story Mania it, with it a Hollywood was, Studios map. It no, does not work. You could not do it. Um, the first time I went as 
well, the first the first time I went, period, as a well, I was as a cast member, but it was really the only time I'd gone to Hollywood Studios past Sunset Boulevard. Um, and I literally had to ask, how do I leave? Like, I was so deep in Hollywood Studios that I was just like, I went up to the nearest cast member. I was like, listen, this is a weird question, but how do I get out of here? Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I came. And my point being, um, so yeah, I think Disneyland system is not flawless. Obviously, a flawless fast pass system doesn't work. But I love Max Pass. I think it's a great addition. And I still love that they offer the paper fast passes. And that actually leads me to my first point of why I love fast passes is the thrill of the chase. So mind you, <laughs> I am the type of person who wakes up three hours before park opening so that I can be there in line when it opens when I go to Disneyland. Like I am that person. I am not a morning person and I do not like getting up early, but man, I do like getting places before people. Yes. And getting things because of it. I, yeah, I am a big big believer in we are either first in line or we don't go when it comes to Disneyland. Not Disney World. Disney World, I will leisurely stroll into the park at 3 p.m. and be okay with it. Disneyland, however, I will punch a child in the face to beat them into the park. (laughs) Well, that's a good turn. So when they introduce all these fancy schmancy digital fast passes, it's like, okay, but what happened to the thrill of sprinting to your favorite ride to get that paper ticket? That's another thing I like about Max Pass. You have to be in the park. Yes. I like that a lot. That you would. Okay. I say I like it a lot until it's in theory and you're walking to the park and the park is open and you're already running late because you didn't understand how parking works at Disneyland because you've never driven before. And you're trying to make fast passes and they're like, you're not in the park. And I'm like, I know I'm not in the park. But that's, you know, that's a really specific story of why it was inconvenient at the time. It is inconvenient. But because you're limiting the amount of people who can get it. Right. You can't just be sitting on your couch like a thousand miles away making fast passes. Right. The thing about that fast pass system is it feels so much more fair. Yeah. Right. And again, whether or not it is more fair, it almost doesn't matter because everyone else had the same ability as you. Not necessarily the same ability as you, but everyone else had the same opportunity as you mm-hmm. to get there early, to go get the paper fast passes if they wanted. Can I just say it's really reflective of California versus Florida? How so? Well, just think about it. Like California, like Disneyland is just so chill and like, you know, it's like we all want everyone to have a good time. Like, you know, it, fast passes, fair. Like, every equal opportunity, fair. Minimum wage, fair. And then there's Florida. And it's like, I just fought a gator before coming to the park today. And now I'm going to fight you for a fast pass. And that's just kind of how the two feel. Well, in some ways, that's representative of their clientele, right? Disneyland is basically a regional theme park that has a whole lot of people fly into it. It is primarily locals. And so it's primarily people who aren't planning their vacation six months in advance. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's anyone who's within driving distance, pretty much. Like, Disneyland's not a big fly-into park. So I yeah. wonder if they ever imposed a system like Max Pass in Disney World, what would happen? They used to, right? Not Max Pass in particular, but didn't they no, used but to they have paper fast paper passes? Paper fast passes. They did. Um, that's what debuted, was the paper fast passes. And so I guess now that we're back on the paper fast pass track, uh, first of all, paper fast pass, superior. I think they're the best fast passes, and I will stand by that i don't like 
They're so cool. I have like, so just many those of collectibles. Them. Yeah. Yeah, I have so many in like scrapbooks and stuff from my first trips to Disney. Like, mind you, I went at the end of the Pass Pass era, so like I'm very lucky that I have paper ones still. But to go back to the points you made, um, slowing down of the line, I think yes and no. I think Fast Pass is a really beneficial thing for. You know, like we said, the people that know how to use it. Um, and I think that, I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, it slows down the line, yeah. But also, I just think about how much more crowded the line would be without it. The line would have more people in it, but it would move faster. True, but also, it would still have a high wait time. And, my, and like, it doesn't give you any opportunity to get out of the high wait time. So the, the wait time itself would be lower. Hmm. Right. Really, Maybe like, not a ton lower, but it would be lower. I'm really at a disadvantage with you knowing math and understanding that kind of stuff. Um, real, real quick with the, the queuing theory. Okay. Which is actually like a whole separate field of mathematics that I totally don't understand. Oh, perfect. <laughs> but the, my, my basic level understanding, because FastPass is the normal line, you're basically going at a super slow pace coming in through the standby queue. Right. So if you just take all of those people, the same number of people will get to ride it, right? That that number doesn't change. That's constant. Mm-hmm. But the rate at which people in the standby queue go is a lot faster because now you have nobody in fast pass. Fair. Okay. Well, then here's wait, this. In, ad- in addition to that, real quick, real quick, <laughs> why we should abolish it. This won't take long. But the part that is most painful about waiting in line is feeling like you're not moving. And this helps solve that because more people in the standby queue are constantly flowing through, constantly going. And so you're always able to keep moving. True. But here's my thought with why if we just tweaked it a little bit, it'd be better. Um, First of all, better monitoring on the Disney end of how many fast passes go out an hour and limiting the return because like right now there's that window before and after that you can come if you eliminate that first of all you're getting rid of a lot of the problem and I also think about the fact that and I'm sure you can attest to this too is that like each ride has such a different not like a different standard but like morning cast members versus night cast members and how they do fast fast is so different I feel like if it was just stricter around cast members of this is how we run fast pass, I feel like there wouldn't be as many problems. And then it would be less hard on employees because if it's just a standard, because I know like at Living with the Land, when I worked in the morning with people versus when I worked at night, it was so different. Like the way the people followed rules was insanely different. So I think it's just a matter of actually sticking to the system instead of like, oh, well, we'll make an exception this one time. Like, I know it's about creating magic and, like, making people happy, but also the reason FastPass doesn't work is because FastPass is so bent and molded around, like, specific situations. If it was just kept steady, I feel like it would be a million times better. Just real quick, when you say people didn't follow rules you're not talking about safety rules <laughs> like no. like no one was being dangerous no, no. one was gonna yeah i'm talking about like the person at merge which for those of you who don't know is the position that stands between the two lines fast pass and regular and like decides who gets to go through like some people would just like 
half-heartedly just like, okay, yeah, maybe, yeah, and like, oh, fast pass, just go for a while. And I feel like if you actually stick to the ratios and actually are like moving people at a constant rate, then it get it's a lot better. And I feel like if they get rid of the stupid, stupid fast pass rule of you don't wait longer than 15 minutes. Yeah, that is definitely a problem. They Really what they should do is they should just alternate fill car with fast pass, fill car with standby, fill car yeah. with fast pass, fill car with standby. And with you would think. things like <laughs> Big Thunder, right, where there's two or Space Mountain, which I think they already kind of do that with Space Mountain, where there's just two tracks anyway, that's fine. Like two loading stations. Exactly. So I don't see why we can't just do that for rides is just like pull one and the other, one and the other. And like some, when I worked at Living with the Land, some people would do that. Like it would just be straight like, okay, here's 10 groups. You're in that boat. Here's 10 groups. You're in the next boat. Just go. Yeah. I think that makes more sense. And because fast pass, you're limited on the number of people there are, then you can just say, you know, maybe it's not necessarily 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever the rule is, but you know, you can be in a shorter line. Right, exactly. And so, yeah, I, I just, I think if they solved all those problems first, then they don't have too bad of a system going. Do I think that it's flawed because of the 60-day staying at the resort thing? Yes. Do I think it needs to be evened out a little bit? Yes. <laughs> but they don't have an overall bad concept. Yeah, I don't think the, the problem is necessarily FastPass itself. Yes, it does make the line slower. That's just how it works mathematically. But it does also feel really good when it works. And when you're the person using it, it feels really good. It does. Like when you see, you know, oh, there's a two hour wait, but I just walked right on. That feels good. I'm sure it feels terrible for the people in the two hour line. But also they chose to get in the two hour line. Right. That's the, also the way I look at it is that if you are on a long enough vacation and this ride matters to you, get there early and do it. Or if you're staying at a resort, I'm sure you have a magical hours. Use it to go do this. And I think that loops back to the problem that cast members are constantly facing of people just not doing their research before they go to Disney. The amount of people I got asked, what is there to do here at Hollywood Studios was mind-boggling. Why would you go to a theme park? Why would you spend hundreds of dollars? I don't understand. Thousands of dollars. Yeah, thousands of dollars to bring your family here and then go, what what can I do? I don't know. And also, you have a phone. And that's not the point. That's why I'm... I understand. It's my job. More than happy to answer your questions. But it's just like... No, and that was the most mind-blowing thing to me working in parking was because obviously that i was the first disney that they saw like and the amount of people like one one time it was about 4 30 and i think it was a sunday i i vaguely remember it being a weekend but this car pulls up and like i ask them like where they headed like where they came from and they're like they're like well we're looking for a hotel i said oh well which one like how can i direct you and they're like, no, like, do you know anywhere to stay? I said, what? And they're like, yeah, we literally got in the car in Tennessee this morning and we just decided we're going to come to Disney World. And I said, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, is this like a hotel? Is this Disney World? And I went, this is Hollywood Studios. It's a theme park. And they're like, oh, rad. We saw the big Hollywood Tower Hotel. We wanted to stay there. We heard the elevator works really well. <laughs> And they were like, and they were like, so do you know any good places to stay? And I was like, well, like, are you looking for like a Disney hotel? And they're like, well, that'd be cool. And I'm like, 
Well, you usually have to make reservations online, but you can Google the phone number. You could call and they're like, okay. And I'm like, or there's some third parties if you go like take a ride out of the parking lot. And they're like, oh, awesome. They're like, can we buy our tickets with you too? I said, what? What is happening? <laughs> so this yeah. isn't a drive through. <laughs> yeah. The I amount mean, of you people- do drive through, but like. Yeah, the amount of people that would ask to buy tickets with me was astronomically high. People don't know what they're doing when they come to Disney. And okay, buying tickets, I almost understand. I don't understand it, but I almost understand it. I almost understand it. I, I just, I do not understand. I, I I guess I'm just not the kind of person who would ever get in a car, go somewhere, and then think, oh, maybe I should book a hotel. Right. That's just not who I am as a person. And I understand that there are people who are different from me who might want to do that. And that's part of why I don't like the the fast pass system is it's just so unfair to those kinds of people. It is so unfair to those kinds of people. Do not understand those kinds of people. But and I've told you have I told you about the Grand Californian couple? Yes. Yeah. But you should tell the story anyway. <laughs> okay, so another Auto Plaza booth story with Bree is um I'm gonna I have hundreds of these, so this is gonna be a theme throughout our podcast. We need to make a theme song. <laughs> Uh, we'll get oh, right wait, on I that. I was going to sing, but I can't sing because I said I wasn't going to sing. Oh, okay, next episode. Um, right, yeah. So one time I have this couple pull up and they're trying to get to their hotel. And so I say, oh my God, welcome to Disney. Like, we're so excited you're here. What hotel can I help you get to? to and clear, mind you. These are American American tourists, No, right? these are American tourists. Yeah. 100%. These are not even like out of country. Out of country, I excuse in this circumstance. These people were, I think, from Alabama. I don't even, like, I don't even think they were from far. But so they they pull up and I go, oh, yeah, like what hotel can I help you find? Welcome. Like, and mind you, like I knew where everything on property was. I got so good at directing people around property from Hollywood Studios. Like I could tell you where to go, when to go. And they were like, we're looking for the Grand Californian. And I said, the what? Like, I thought I heard him wrong. It was loud. It was late. And they're like, the Grand Californian. And I said, oh, the Grand Floridian over by Magic Kingdom. And they said, no, 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 the Grand Californian. And I said, can I see your reservation? And so they pull up this piece of paper. Mind you, they printed this out. This, these people aren't even doing this on their phone. Of course they printed it out. They hand it to me, and I kid you not, it is six days worth of Disneyland tickets and seven nights at the Grand Californian. That's a lot of money. Like, the Grand Californian is not cheap. No. So I look at it, and I look at them, and I go, so I'm going to give you a pass, and you're going to go park. And they said okay and i'm like you need to go talk to guest relations immediately and they said oh okay why and i said these are disneyland tickets and you have reservations for the grand californian and they go right the in florida and i said no that's the grand floridian i said the grand californian is in anaheim i'm like three thousand yeah i'm like three thousand miles away you're in the wrong orange county and i (sighs) I swear to God, they look at me and they go, we think we know what we're doing. And I said, okay, so what did I do being the petty biatch that I kind of am, especially at the end of my day working in a hot booth in Florida? I said, all right, well, you're going to want to head through the parking lot, take a right out. You're going to follow it till you see signs in the Magic Kingdom. And then you're going to see the Grand Floridian. I said, and good luck with that, folks. And I sent them on their way because they refused to believe that they were wrong. I liked the part of the story where you just told them to go to guest relations and that was the end. No, that's too nice. Nice. But I would like to point out that if you ever find yourself in the predicament of having tickets to the wrong Disney park and reservations for the wrong Disney hotel, 
They can exchange them at value, so you don't lose any of your money. But including newsflash. international, I believe. Mm-hmm. Unless it, I don't remember what. I think it's Shanghai that they can't. Maybe Tokyo would be the one that I suspect because uh, it's not, not fully owned. owned. It's not fully Disney. Okay, then it's Tokyo then. Yeah, so Tokyo's the only exception. But any other park or anything, if you accidentally buy Disneyland tickets and you mean Disney World, they can exchange them at value and you can make sure your money was saved. But you're going to still have to pay a lot more money because Disney World's a lot more expensive than Disneyland. Is that all you got for Fast Pass? I think that's all I got for Fast Pass. I think it's going to be interesting the way to see it come back, like to see what changes they possibly will be making. Yeah. I have actually solved the whole queuing <sighs> problem. I'd like Hit you me. to know. I have I have this all solved. Okay. This whole episode was just a warm-up so that I can pitch to you my idea. As if I could do anything, but okay. Yeah, no, I, I understand. But but this whole... I'm going to send this one to uh, to Bob Chapek. Perfect. Um, I've had his email the whole time. I've just been waiting for a, a good idea that I had to send Ooh. to him. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, I got him. He's on speed dial. How's it going, Bobby? Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I don't know why I just did that. Uh, okay, so my here's my idea. So imagine the people mover. Okay, okay. you got the people mover ready. You, you always, it in your mind. You it's it in always your running in my mind, Paul. That's how my okay, thoughts okay. get around. So take a people mover car and break it in half and sit them next to each other. So now you've got basically chairs, right? Just like so rows like, and rows of benches, but they still s- go. They 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 so like, like rotate ninety degrees. Car. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Split the car and then you rotate them ninety degrees. So now you're basically sitting sideways on the people mover okay but it's slower than the people mover because the people mover is still too fast it's like a little bit slower than the people mover load unload area speed okay and then you can also take those out for ecbs or whatever okay and then that's the whole queue for what i don't know it doesn't matter my point is no no it doesn't matter because you can just sit down in the queue and it just goes there for you. And then there's no arguments about, oh, you cut in line. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. There's no arguments about that because you're just there. Fast pass can automatically merge so that no one can get mad at any cast members. I like it. You can build in a toilet so that when people ask, is there a bathroom in this line? Which there never is, except for actually I think there are starting to be now. I think there might be one in Pan- Flight of Passage. And I think there's one in Rise of the Resistance. Well, there's water fountains in Flight of Passage. I don't think there's a I might be wrong. I don't know. I'm not positive. Anyway, don't actually build in a toilet. That part was a joke. The other part, I do legitimately think is an okay idea, which I think Rise of the Resistance kind of actually did, right? There's a part where, like, you go effectively up, but you're in a spaceship and it feels like part of the ride. Right. Here is my only problem with your idea. Is that there would then be a line to get in the line? No. I don't think okay. there would be that much of a line because it'd be constantly moving. Like you would just like I first of all I imagine it just circling a track till it's your turn and then you break off and then you pretty go much yeah. And yeah. See that so there wouldn't really be a line. It'd be as much as a, of a line as there would be for people movers. Same idea. All I'm picturing is the people floating around in chairs and Wally. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> because as soon as you take away standing in line, you're gonna have to take away walking through the parks too, and eventually we are just gonna yeah. float everywhere. <laughs> The problem with Wally is it's both a cautionary tale and almost something to aspire to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, totally. Like, yeah, they get really fat and whatever. 
and they lose all their bones or something i don't actually remember why that happens oh they lose all their muscle strength because they like oh yeah yeah that's it that's you but i can't remember if the bone thing is because of that or because of gravity Uh, anyway that's not the point it doesn't matter what matters is that sounds kind of (laughs) awesome think about all the cool things they get to do yes obviously there's actually miserable i understand but like i don't want to do that all the time but like just a little bit just some of the time every now and then that'd be kind of cool as an escape that would be kind of cool as an escape what i'm saying man all right you solved it so there we go no more cues no more cues <laughs> no more cues no more cues 2021 it's our platform also no more fast pass and we still stand divided on that i actually think the fast pass should exist i just think it should be max pass i think it should be, be max, max pass, pass also i think we should get rid of fast pass and replace it with max pass and get rid of fast pass on reds i don't need it yes and shows no shows fireworks maybe we can debate that another day. We can debate that when fireworks come back, if they even have fast pass when they come back. But that's all we got for today. Um, Do you have well, any parting words? I just want to say happy December to everyone. It's been a really hard year, and I feel like most people did not think we'd even make it to December, including myself. Um, so I'm really glad we're here. And that means we've been doing our podcast for over a month now. Yeah. Big deal. Wow. I'm so sorry. No, I, it's amazing. I love <laughs> She's it. She's so, so loud. Fun. She's so loud. You're so loud. It would be more awkward if she wasn't loud, though. Yeah, she's kind of just. She's a nugget, and. But like, just... because we can hear it in the recording, it's fine. It is fine. Um. Well, that's all I got. Paul, do you got anything else? No, nope, that's it. Okay. Well. Remember to like us and follow us and share us on social media at Signal25Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Remember to share us with the emoji of that like construction bar thing, you know what I'm talking about? With like the yellow and then it's like kind of caution tape. Yeah, like yellow and black striped and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then also a a ticket. A ticket? Ooh! Because construction and... And tickets. Is yeah, what we I was, talked about this episode. Yeah, I was also gonna include like the plus sign because like fast pass plus. Okay, sure. Yeah, but the plus can go in but between like, them. Yeah, because you're adding them together. Yeah, fast pass plus construction equals Paul doesn't is not happy at whatever <laughs> this Disney park is. Um, and feel free to let us know your thoughts on fast passes. Uh, if you totally love them or totally hate them, especially if you've been a cast member at any point, we would love to know. And if you have any comments or questions, definitely DM us or tweet at us or something. We would love to answer your questions. And as always, once you're done listening, make sure you hit that subscribe button. It helps other people hear us and it helps us get more shares, which is great. That's all I got. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Bree. And I'm Paul. And this has been Signal 25.